Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. into another month it's a blessing it's a blessing i think we can put our hands together for the lord he's blessed us we are so so grateful for a new month let's take our memory verse for today and then we'll be moving on romans chapter 6 and verse 12 romans chapter 6 verse 12 can we take it together ready go Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Okay, can we take it again? Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Is it okay or we should take it one more time? One more time. Okay, let's take it. Ready, go. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Okay, let's try and take it. Ready, go. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you so much for today. We thank you for another time in your presence. It's always a joy and a blessing to be in your presence. We pray, O oh God, that none of us will leave here the same will leave here with a blessing. Anybody who came discouraged, may they be encouraged in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. Hallelujah. It says that, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know 
that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. And I want to add one more scripture, John chapter 6. And I'm reading from verse 66. John chapter 6. From verse 66. 666. It says that from that time, many of his disciples went back. And they walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and we are sure that thou art Christ, that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have I not chosen you, twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Amen. Today, I want to share with you, I don't know how many points I can give you, but as many as I can give you, 20 reasons why you must be a permanent member. This side, nobody is excited about it. 20 reasons why you must be a permanent member of the church. It's a very important message. Especially we have many people who gave their life to Christ in the past month. People who have joined um, the church recently. Maybe contemplating, should I stay or should I go? You know, yeah. (laughs) Waiting for an angel to speak to you. This is it. This is it. You are the, uh, <laughs> forgive. <laughs> you need to be permanent. Amen. Amen. You see, when you have the spirit of somebody who besets people and you leave and all that, it's not a good spirit. That is why of all the names that were there, they didn't mention anybody except Judas. And that is why nobody wants to name his child Judas. I've been to many outdoorings. I haven't heard anybody say, my child is called Judas something. Once a while, and somebody, I mean, I think only one person that I've heard use Judas. There's a boxer. Judas clothing. You know him. Oh, there's a boxer called Judas clothing. Many years ago. The Clotty brothers. They were all boxers. Mm, I think Alcote is also part of one. No, this Clotty. Judas Clotty. Mm, that's it. Yeah. But I mean, really, me, I, personally, I've never named anybody. I've not gone for any outdoor and said, my child is Judas this or Judas that. No. Because nobody wants that name. Because of the fact that this is somebody who deserted some people. And went his way. And that kind of spirit is not a good spirit. When you are like that, you are not blessed. And Judas, we all know, later on he hanged himself. But we need to make up our mind that we are going to be permanent. And we are around. There's a blessing in being permanent. I said there's a blessing in being permanent. God always looks out for people who are like that. 
That is why even the Bible, it doesn't look for people who are talented or whatever. It says, well done, good and faithful. Faithful, you stayed around. Faithful. So it's very important and it's a blessing to be a permanent member of the church. So when Jesus was with his disciples, one day the Bible says that he was there and then the people he was with, they all left him. Verse 66. The Bible says that they all left from that time. Many of the disciples went back. Mercy. Yeah. And it was because Jesus was preaching. Can somebody tell them to try and go down a bit? It's not easy. Yeah. Maybe somebody. Reverend Ben or somebody. Yeah. The people left him. Why? Because not too long ago, he had fed some people with loaves, 5,000 loaves, bread, fish. He gave to everybody. He was serving everybody with shawarma. Yes. And then after that, I word went around that chalet, that church. When you go there, by all means, there will be shawarma. There will be fish, food. So people gathered. <laughs> and that day, the message that was preached that day, Jesus said, today I don't have bread and fish for you. I have my body and my blood for you. Hey! The people said, listen, small bread we want to eat. Now you are telling us, take your bread. We are going. We won't stay here again. And they all left. So it was just left with the 12 apostles or disciples. And he asked them, will you also go? Because sometimes as pastors, we want to know whether you are with us or you are not with us. Yeah. Because we are committed to this thing. We are really committed. We have given up. I tell you, the work of a pastor is not a simple thing. It's not a simple thing. We go through all your problems with you. Yeah. When you are sick, we also feel sick. When you are well, we are well. When you lose somebody in your family, we all feel sad. We cry with you. I remember one day, around 3 a.m., I received a phone call. When the lady, I picked up the thing, she screamed, my baby is dead. My baby. Oh. 3 a.m., all my sleep is gone. I had to wake up and mourn with her. What happened? Just died. Jesus. So we go through all these things with you. We dedicate your shop, your child. We do all these things for you. Then one day, you say, because when I came, the Asha didn't talk to me well. So I'm leaving. I'm going back. When I came, the message that they preach, I didn't like the message. The pastor, you are preaching about me all the time. How can I take only you and preach about you? Why? What would I gain from it? I will not gain anything. You see, the word of God, eh, the Bible says that it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. It's a sharp word. It's a quick word. So when it comes, sometimes, it is 
piercing you. But you see, when I'm preaching and the word is piercing you, nobody can see that the word is piercing you. So as you say, Pastor, preach. What a word. Preach, preacher. It's a powerful word. Preach. Meanwhile, Charlie, the thing is rewarding you. And nobody knows it's you. One day, Agnes said he went somewhere. Somebody was preaching. As the message was coming, he said, my flesh don't like this message. My flesh don't like this message. Because the message is warning you. One guy was in church. The pastor was preaching. So don't fornicate. Uh, you need to. Bible says that it should not. Fornication should not be named. At the point, the guy got up. He said, if you are preaching, preach. Uh, every day fornication. Every day fornication. Why? If you are preaching, preach. It's a warning message. Hey! When you are sitting there in the word is what nobody will know. Just stand and say, Pastor, preach. It's a powerful word. And the person sitting by you will think that Charlie, as for you, there you are, but they don't know that you are the very person that the message is. Saying. Oh, give the Lord a shout, somebody. Yay! But people leave. That's why people leave, even politics. Somebody will leave one party to another party. Marriage. People leave. You give the woman raps. And there are some men, they can give raps. When I saw you, then my heart jumped from the left to the right. Hey! Can the heart jump like that? You two sister, anything they say, (laughs) you like it. He said, I'll give you my heart so that I'll use battery. I will swim across the Atlantic Ocean to get ice cream and bring it back to you. You are happy. But this same person, after saying all these things to you, then one day he says, you know what? I've been thinking, I don't think that I want it. It's such a painful thing. So that's why everybody will want to know whether you are around. So Jesus asked, Charlie, are you guys around or you are leaving? And I like the answer that Peter came, gave to him. Peter said in verse 16, he said, to whom shall we go? We, we don't have anywhere to go. Where are we going, Jesus? We don't have anywhere. We don't have anywhere. If we leave this church, we don't have anywhere. To whom to? Where are we going? Then he explains. He said, you have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. You have the words that changes my life. You have the words that when I hear, I am blessed. I'm not going anywhere. Then he said in the next verse, he said, and we believe and we are sure that you are the son of God. Yeah. You see, one of the things that will make you stay is you believe and you are sure. 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 But you see some people, they don't believe. 
It's like they are supporting a football team. Oh, you never walk alone. Liverpool, we are with you. You never walk alone. Then they go and play. Liverpool too, they can break hearts. So. Then they score them. Oh, you will walk alone. You will walk alone. We are not with you anymore. We are going to uh, uh, Stoke, Stoke City. Crystal Palace. Because they scored Chelsea. So we will we, 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 we'll be with them. They beat Chelsea yesterday 2-1. Neat. Within 10 minutes, Agbena. The game was over. It was not a simple thing. Wild match. Fast. Anyway, the ladies, please forgive us. Sometimes we're going to. But it's like a football team. You are not too sure you can change. But the church should not be like that. You must believe in your heart. You must be sure that what you are doing is the right thing. That's why anybody who is going to marry, be sure. You go into the marriage that you say, I don't want to marry again. As you are going, take your time and assess. Hey, when I met my wife, I was assessing. I was looking at every area. Looking, checking, looking, this, that, that. Put this here, put this here, put this here, put this here, put this here. When I put all together, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And since I said that day, I will marry you. Up to now, I haven't changed my mind. And I've married her, and I'm with her. And I will continue with her. It's a good policy. But you, you can't even settle for one. And you are moving around, talking to every sister, breaking their hearts. The sign of maturity is when a brother can look at a sister, one sister, and say, you are the person I like. I don't mind any other. There are some short ones, tall ones, fair ones, but you are the person I like. I will stay with you for the rest of my life. That's it. It's a good policy. Yeah. Everybody, sister, every brother that comes, you, you, you like this, you like this. Settle for one. And just be there. Yeah. So, I will share with you. I said 20 reasons why you must be a permanent member. Number one, you will have, oh yeah, I just gave you some intro. <laughs> you will have consistent pastoral care. Hallelujah. We would like to take care of you. This one is my manifesto. No, we would like to take care of you. Because that's God's desire for you. Whenever you give your life to Christ and you are saved, God makes sure he puts you in a church where they will take good care of you. In Luke chapter 10, 
is the story of the Good Samaritan. The Bible says that the man fell among thieves. This man was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And the Bible says that he was attacked, left for dead. Some priests came, Levites, they didn't mind him. But there was a Samaritan who came. A certain Samaritan, when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And the Bible says that he did something. He bound him up the wounds and he poured oil and wine. And then he set him on his own beasts and brought him to an inn where he took care of him. So we are just like this man who was attacked by thieves. Without Christ, your life is just like that. The devil is attacking you left, right, center. But Christ comes on the scene and he comes to save you. He puts you on his beast. Then he will take you to an inn. The inn is the church. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. So when he brings you to the church, the next verse says that, verse 35, and on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pens and gave them to the host and said, take care of him. Take care of him. Take care of him. Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay you. Oh, oh, oh. This is nice. God wants you to have pastoral care. And you yourself, you must desire to have pastoral care. Oh, yeah. No. If you, if you, if you are somebody who sees too many doctors about your problem. Recently, a lady called me. She said that she was having some problem. She went to see a doctor at Kolebu, and then later somebody told her, another doctor at 37, she went to that doctor, and then when she saw that they saw another person too, they said she should go there, she went to see that doctor. Now she's finding that the problem is now become complex, so she's going back to the first doctor at Kolebu. As you see, sometimes when you just move like that, you cannot have too many doctors. This one will say, no, the problem, you need to take para. This one too, when you go and see someone, this is your problem, you have to take uh, chloroquine. Then this one will say, this is your problem. You have to take what? Antibiotics. So now everybody is giving you their mind. Mix, mix, before you realize you are dying. So you need one doctor who can take good care of you, who will watch for you, who will give you. Yeah. Because every hospital when you go, everybody has a folder. They will open your folder, look at your case, Things that have been done for you, they gave you this and that. Okay, this didn't work, so let's try this. Let's do this. So they are building up on something. But if you go to another doctor, the doctor now has to start with you on something. Maybe that thing, you have had it already. Then he's adding to it. That thing is not going to work. Another thing, before you realize you are dying, to be too late. But we have your folder. We can see your problem. We know what things you have been going through. So this is what we will do. We administered this. It didn't work. We are going to administer this. We are going to do this. Gradually, you will get there. Every one of you, we have your folder. We know how you are. We know how you can behave sometimes. So we know how to handle you. We know how to take good care of you. Yeah. We have your history. It's there. The way you are. Yeah. 
You may not know, but as pastors, we see all sorts of people in the church. Different issues. You will see the person walking, smiling, but we see another thing. Yeah. And sometimes you see ashes fighting with somebody because they don't know the person, but we know the person. So when we arrive, we say, so this one, don't worry, let him sit here. He said, we, we know how to deal with you. But if you don't stay, you go to another church. That Asher doesn't have your history. He there, he'll be beating you or something. <laughs> yeah. But we have your history. We know. There are people in the church. We know how to handle them. When they are in the church and preaching is going on, we know how to handle them in the service. Somebody will sit by them in a way. You would think that the person is an usher, but there's a reason why the person is sitting there. Because this person, if you leave the person, something can happen. They can go off. We, we know how to deal with you. <laughs> Put your hands together for Jesus. Pastoral care. Consistent. We know how to take care of you. Please allow us. I want to be your pastor. I want to pastor you. I want to make sure that you have visitation. I want to make sure that you are prayed for. I want to make sure that whatever you need as a Christian, you receive it in the church. Oh, allow us to pastor you. Be around. Stay in the church. We will pastor you. Hallelujah. As you keep moving, we cannot take care of you. Brother, it's good to be here. Number two, you will receive consistent pastoral feeding. The care is different. The care is another work altogether. We'll be there for your outdooring. We'll be there for your uh, uh, funerals. We are there. Yesterday I had to attend some funeral. After the all night, I was so tired. But I had to be there. If you don't go, me, me, when my father died, nobody came. <laughs> Meanwhile, other people came. But because you, the bishop, you didn't go, nobody came. It's not a simple thing. So we have to be there. You see? Yeah. So that's one side. And then there's the feeding. Feeding. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14. That's the primary duty of a pastor. O backsliding children, say the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Zion is the church. So God will take you from your family. God will take you from your city. God will take you from your town. So last time we went to have a crusade at Kwashiman. All the people that gave their life to Christ are taking them from Kwashiman. And he has brought them to Zion here. And they are part of us. Are the Kwashiman people around? Where's them? Oh, they are coming for the first service. You know, many souls were saved at the Kwashiman crusade. But God brings you to Zion. Why does he bring you to Zion? And that's why when you look at the verse, it ends with a colon. 
when you see anything with a colon, it means that whatever is following explains this thing. So what does he mean by saying, I'm bringing you to Zion? That's verse 15. He said, and I will give you pastors after my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. Yeah. God wants you to be fed. Otherwise, he wouldn't bring you to the inn. He wouldn't bring you to Zion. But he knows that when he brings you to the church, there will be a pastor after his own heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Yeah. That is what you need to grow as a Christian. A lot of people like miracles, this, that. They are all good. But we need to have a total package. Not just the miracles. We need some of the word also that will hit you. 2 Timothy 3, 15, Bible says that all scripture, 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. I trust this. So, it will reprove you, it will correct you, it, it, will, it will instruct you, all that, so that the man of God, verse 17, may be thoroughly furnished or equipped unto every good work. How can you be equipped if there is no feeding? When you receive the word of God, you become equipped. And that is what God wants for you. So he brings you to the church. Now, when you are permanent in the church, the good thing about it is that we know what food we to give to you. Yeah. 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 My wife tries to cook different dishes because he doesn't want to repeat. Gave you this yesterday. Sorry, I'm eating it. So different dishes. In the same way, we also want to give you variety. So when you come, maybe today we gave you popcorn. Next week, we cannot give you popcorn again. But the popping is too much. Popping, popping. Now you need kinky and pepper. You see, and I realize that there are different people in the church. Yeah. They are fancy born again people. They are gang born again people. They are ever born again. So if we are giving, we must have the tea, bread, salad type of meal also to the fancy born again people. And then kinky pepper and fish with some pork. Hot kinky soft. Yeah. And then sometimes banku and okro are but see the cheat type of there are some words when you are taking the word goes your your it's like banku and okro. You are receiving the word because it's like banku and okro, which is going down into your heart. Aye. It is going your but that's the only way we can feed you and feed you well. 
Now, if you come to church today, we gave you popcorn. Then you go to Gublikov International. Who don't know that you were giving popcorn last week? And their menu today is popcorn. Then you are eating more popcorn. Popcorn is one food that when you eat, you can eat and eat and eat. You don't see that anything is happening. How many have seen that thing before? You just eat the popcorn. Yeah. You don't feel it. So you are going every church eating popcorn. And you are not growing. But when you are here, we know we gave you popcorn last week. So today let's change it into some jollof rice. Then tomorrow we will change it to fufu and rice soup with goat's meat. It is happening to you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. God is interested in you being fed. That's why when he asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, I love you. He said, then feed my sheep. That's the only way I can know you love me. That's the only way. In Isaiah 40, verse 11, the Bible says that he said he will carry you in his arms and he will feed his flock. That's the God we serve. He wants us to feed. Paul wrote to the church, Acts 20, verse 28. He said, feed the flock of God, which Christ himself has purchased with his blood. Feed. First Peter 5. I think verse 2, Peter wrote, he said, feed the flock. So you need to be fed. Otherwise, you will die. So come so that we give you consistent feeding plan. We have a consistent feeding plan. We'll be feeding you with a balanced diet. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you are not enjoying the food we are giving to you. Yeah. When you read Ezekiel 34, he was writing to the shepherds. The whole chapter. He said, you are not feeding my sheep. You have left them. Feed them. Give them. Hey. But we can also not feed you if you keep moving. That's why you must be permanent. Ask the next person, are you... Are you deciding to be permanent or you are still making up your mind. Some of you are waiting for an angel to come and speak to you. Number three, reason why you must be permanent is that you are now a part of a family. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 13. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For thus I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Wow. There is a family in heaven and there's a family on earth. Wow. You know, the Bible says that one day, there will be a great family reunion in heaven. Yeah. First, First Thessalonians 4 verse 18. The Message Bible. It's a very beautiful verse. I saw it one day. I was preaching somewhere. I was so excited. He said, oh, we'll be walking on air. And then there will be one huge family reunion in heaven. 
So all your family members, whatever people who have been with us, who have gone on, we are going to meet them. You see, there's a family on earth and there's a family in heaven. So when you die, you go and join a family in heaven. Then we who are here, we still remain. Yeah. One big family. If you don't die and Christ comes, this is what will happen. We'll join them. But when you die, you just move into the family that is in heaven. But we are all one big family. One day, there will be a family reunion. We will all come together again. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that day. It will be nice. But since you are a part of this family, you cannot just leave. How many of you have just left your family and gone? I don't want to be in this family again. I'm no more a member of the Nati family. Whether you like it or not, it is in your blood. You are a Nati. Your mother gave birth to you. You cannot run away. And me, I'm no longer called uh, 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 Nati. If you change your name to Tena, whichever way, still you are a member of the family. It's there. So you have been placed in this family. You don't just get up and leave. Even though we have issues in our families. How many of you have had some issues that have been quarreled in your family before? Oh, we all have it. You quarrel with your brother, your, your siblings, but you have not left. You are still there. In the same way in the church too, sometimes there will be things that will not make you happy. A preaching that you didn't like. Or somebody looked at you in a way you didn't like. Uh, ladies, they have a way of looking at themselves. But it's a family. We are together. Let's stay. Now the Bible says that we are on narrow road, narrow way. It's not going to be easy, all of us on this narrow way. But I mean, somebody will step on your toes. So when they step on your toes, Charlie, we are happy. You are my brother, you are my sister. Let's move on. It's working. It's working. Wow. Stay in this family. God is family minded. Psalm 68, verse 6. He places the solitary in families. That's why he placed you here. Whether you like it or not, when you become born again, you have a new family. We are all brothers and sisters. Yeah. And sometimes even the church family becomes stronger than your own biological family. How many have seen it before? At least for me. My brothers say, these days we don't see you. You ask, oh yeah, you know, my other family, I'm, 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 I'm with them. And they know. They know. Yeah. I'm more with the church family. So how come you, you are not around, you are always moving, we can't see you? Make sure that you are in a family. God has placed you here. Yeah. Ah. So are you saying we can't leave the church? Why? Why are you thinking that way? The doors are open. Many, many doors. You can leave. But what I'm saying is that it will be better for you to stay than to leave. 
Yeah. This is the last stop. Any place where people have the mind that this thing you can leave, things don't work well there. Like when you go to America, people divorce easily because it's a normal thing. If the marriage is not working, leave. But it's not so much here in Ghana. People don't easily just decide that they are divorced. Even before you decide, you have to go and see your family. The families who have to sit down, they have to talk, and they bring the ring and the uh, drinks. And it's a long process. You know, when you think about it, you'll be tired. It's okay. You just stay. It's okay. Pastors, too, you have to talk to the pastor everywhere. You look at the thing and say, well, you know what? But when you go to America, there are billboards all over the place. Hey, we were driving somewhere in Atlanta, big billboard like that. You want a divorce? 1 800 divorce. Down. If you are sitting in your car and you are tired of your wife, say, This is my wife, cry. I don't like the way she's cooking. I don't like it. And you are seeing 1 800 divorce. You will pick your phone and call just now. They have drive through divorce. Oh, yeah, you drive through, then they divorce you. Yeah, yeah finish it. Okay. Yeah, divorce. Take it. Most of the pastors there are divorced. So when you are there, a friend of mine, my own friend, he was there. And one day, so his wife should come and join him. They were there. Everything was moving. One day, the wife says she wants a divorce. Say, hey, let's go back to Ghana. He, dis- he carried everything. <laughs> As soon as they arrive in Ghana, her mind changed. Say, I don't want divorce again. It's a bad spirit. Because once they know that you want to divorce, the thing will be looking for you. It will come to you. So if they know that you don't like the church again, you want to go, the devil will fish you out in the church and pull you out. Oh, but I see people who are permanent. They are not leaving. We are not leaving. We'll stay. May we stay. Let me give you one more. One more. One more. One more. You are part of a garden. That's why you shouldn't stay. You shouldn't leave. In fact, it's a two-in-one thing, so let me just put the other one. You are part of a building. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. This is an old word for garden. Ye are God's building. Can you imagine that you are a garden? You have planted tomatoes, everything in the garden. Then one day when you came, the tomato plant has moved. It is moving. I don't even know where it is going. And those of you who have been into gardening and what, you know that when you plant something, you move it, you plant it here, you move it, you plant it here. It doesn't do well. It will die. So we have planted you. The Lord has planted you here. Stay here so that we put water on you. We put manure. We put uh, uh, black soil. We put uh, fertilizer. Everything you need, we are putting it inside so that you can grow well and bring forth fruits. I don't know when I'm speaking to somebody. Yeah. A fence around you, 
That is what he said in Isaiah, I think chapter 5 or so. He said that you are God's uh, vineyard. He said, I'll put a fence around you. Yeah. God loves you. He has planted you nicely. He's nursing you. Taking good care of you. Beautifully, he's pouring water on you. Today's water, manure, fertilizer, black soil. A little more black soil. A little more black soil. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the weeds around you. He's doing that. And then today when he comes, where are you? You have moved to the next door house. How? Who is going to take care of you over there? And then it says that ye are God's building. We are actually the building of God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it says that ye are lively stones that are put together to build the house of God. So we are all together building the house of God. So maybe you are the roofing sheet. Maybe you are the cement block somewhere. Maybe you are the pillar here. Maybe you are the uh, gable here. Maybe you are this, the beam. Then you are there, no, you say, I'm going. Can you imagine you go to your house, then the roofing sheet has moved. Roofing sheet has gone to another place. How? Are you a moving roofing sheet or you are? You are going to help somebody's project. No, it is not possible. You arrive in your house and the whole toilet has moved. They said they are going to another house. It's all fine. They are going to visit somebody from another house. So they've all moved and gone. It is not. Beloved, we are supposed to remain permanent in the church. We are supposed to be around. Everything shows that you are supposed to be around. May you stay. May you stay. May you receive consistent pastoral care. May you receive consistent pastoral feeding. We are going to watch over you and ensure that you have the best care that you can ever have. Hey, our time is up. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Let's close. Put your hands together for Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. receive consistent pastoral care. Pray. 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 That you not be someone who is moving to and fro. That is the work of Satan. 
and may we remain planted in the church may we stay stable that God can take care of you well pastors he has given to you he can take good care of you I'll give you pastors after my own heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding may knowledge and understanding be our portion in the church in the name of Jesus we'll be stable we'll be permanent yes Lord thank you Lord Jesus oh we bless you we thank you oh God oh we give you praise yes Lord thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord this morning with every head bowed with all eyes closed maybe somebody invited you to church but you're not born again you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior God wants to put you in this beautiful family today if you are here you want to join this family of God you want to serve God for the rest of your days you want to be born again wherever you are every eye closed every head bowed just lift up your right hand I'm going to pray with you you want to be born again lift up your right hand God bless you I see your hands bless you today is a good day to your life to Christ God bless you at the back there I see your hand let it go up above your head God bless you. God bless you. I see many hands lifted. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Please walk out of your seat and come to me. Come. Come from there. I can see you. Come from this side. Come. Come to the front. God bless you. Clap on the mercy. Come. Come to Jesus. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Come all the way. sign of surrender and I want you to pray after me say Lord Jesus this morning I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins please forgive me all my sins come into my heart make me a new person please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.